Hey there, guys. Welcome to the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. I am Justin Devonshire, your host. And today we're going to talk all about how to scale from a six-figure fitness business up to a seven-figure business. It's been a while since I've dropped one of these podcasts, so I'm really excited to get into this today. Now, this is a huge topic because this is where you start to learn about real business long-term, and it's going to open your eyes to so many different things. So I'm going to basically condense this into as short as I can here today, but just so you know, this is only going to be an introduction to the topic. There's so much more to cover on this, but I'm going to do my best to strip it down to the core elements so you can leave with some value that you can apply today. But please don't think you're able to learn everything there is about scaling to seven figures in a, in a in a 25 minute podcast okay there's a lot more and this is really what our entire mentorship program is is structured on top of to help you do this over the course of 6 to 12 months in some cases but i'm going to give you the essence today so let's talk about who this is for and what the common common problems are and now most fit pros come to me when they've hit that what i call the six figure ceiling and their company is doing between 10 or 15,000 a month revenue, but they're stuck. And whilst they've overcome some challenges they had in their early career, now they've realized making six figures has presented a whole new set of challenges that they're not prepared for. Now, a quick story that puts this into context is when I used to teach martial arts, uh, I was practicing martial arts and I became a black belt. It took me three years of training, studying, practice to finally get my black belt grading. And I used to think that the black belt was like the holy grail. It was the pinnacle. It was the end game. It was what I was doing this all for. It would, When I get a black belt, I thought I would be like the ninja master. I'd be the pro. I'd be the badass. <clears throat> so it was to my surprise and shock when I finally graded for my black belt and I passed the grueling exams, passed all the fitness tests, and I was presented my black belt by my instructor. And upon giving me the black belt, he said something very peculiar to me at the time, which was, congratulations, here's your black belt. Now you can start learning. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, what? Come again now? What do, you, what do you mean start learning? I'm the boss now. I've done it. I've mastered it. I'm here. I've won. This is the end game. This is the holy grail, right? This is what we're doing all this for. And later then he explained that, no, he said, you know, all the work you do for three years to go through your color belts is to get to black belt is basically all you've done is get your foot in the game, in the door. You've just got yourself into the game. Now the game really begins and the multiple black belt levels you will now go through will last the next 20 or 30 years of, of training. So with all that, I discovered that this wasn't the end. It was just the beginning. And I see fitness businesses at six figures being very, very similar to that. In fact, when I took my first fitness business to about 10,000 a month in revenue, I was stuck where many fit pros are today who come to me. I had got there. I thought this was going to be the end. I thought this was going to be the end of my problems. 
I thought having a 10K a month business would transform my life completely. I thought I'd be living a freedom lifestyle. And it wasn't the point. It wasn't the case, (laughs) as many of you listening to this probably attest to as well. What actually happened was when I hit six figures and, you know, 100,000 a year is nice, but I had no time. I was overwhelmed. I was doing a bunch of different tasks. I was a full-time marketing person, a full-time salesperson. If I wasn't doing social media posts or content or sales calls, or answering emails, then I was doing my sessions with my clients, then I was doing my workout programming, Uh, and then, you know, everything else combined, I had no time for a social life, Uh, my personal intimate relationships were neglected, and, and they struggled, and really, at the end of the day, I was still overworked and underpaid. I might take home a good three, four thousand pound salary for myself, But then after all the costs were taken out, after ad spend, after taxes, there was nothing left for the company. So we'd make eight, nine, ten thousand a month. And then after paying myself, there was nothing left over for profit. So the company actually wasn't profitable. It just turned into a month by month job that I kept feeding. And I was working and slaving away for it rather than it work for me as I thought it would. And I was working more hours than I expected and not taking home near as much of the money as I expected. I didn't realize at the time that as you scale up your revenue, your costs also increase. Your time costs and your business operating costs will go up too. And so I got to a point where I was stuck. There was just inconsistent months. There was no profitability. So I was worried about these months that Okay, I'm making 10K, but we're, I'm spending 10K. And so if the, a month comes where I only make 7,000 in revenue, I'm going to be at a loss. There's no profits there to pull me out of a negative hole. So there's this, so the up and down months, the inconsistent months, especially August time and November time, uh, are, are a Fit Pro's worst nightmare in this position. So there was inconsistent months. There was the fact that I had to do everything myself and I had no free time. I couldn't work on the business. I knew I needed systems. I knew I needed better financial management, but I didn't have the time or the energy to actually do it. And basically, I also had a lot of mindset blockages too in that, well, I didn't know this at the time, but because obviously you can't see the problem when you're in the problem, but I had issue, I had trust issues around hiring people. I didn't know if I could afford to hire people. Uh, I didn't really understand what was to come next in business. And so I, I kept myself stuck <clears throat> at that level. And the answer came to me when I had lack of clarity of what to do, lack of trust in myself to even do it, and a lack of consistent cash flow to do it even if I could do it. The answer came to me then when I thought back one day to that martial arts experience and I thought, hang on a minute, maybe this is like, maybe the six-figure business is like the black belt where doing more of the same is not going to work. Maybe this is actually getting the six figures, it was just me getting into the game and now 
I need to learn everything from scratch. There's new skills I have to learn. There's new awarenesses I have to gain. And ultimately, that's the key that you have to write down right now that what got you here to 10, 15, 20,000 a month will not get you there to 50 to 70 to 100K a month. From six to seven figures, what got you to six will not get you to seven. And that's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of entrepreneurs because we want to feel successful and, and achieving a six-figure business is a massive success. I think you should be very proud if you're at that point. It's, it's, it's an amazing accomplishment, uh, especially compared to a lot of your friends and families who more than likely haven't achieved such a thing. But it's a hard pill to swallow then to be told that actually you need to forget all that. You can't rest your identity on the hook of a six-figure business because if you want to go to the next step, you have to start over from scratch. And same thing as I had to take that humble pie along with my black belt that I was, I thought I was going to celebrate that day thinking I'm the baddest motherfucker fighter in the world. <laughs> and I actually, you know, got schooled that, no, you're just going to start learning now. Here's where the game begins for you. So that's the first thing to take in from all this, that there's new stuff to learn. Now, <clears throat> There's a lot of new stuff to learn, as I have discovered over the years of doing this now and also mentoring other um, entrepreneurs that, that have seven, eight, and even nine-figure businesses. And at every stage, really, the game does change. Now, I'm not really someone to advise on how to take an eight-figure company to a nine-figure company or a nine-figure to a ten-figure. I know roughly how it works from studying and conversations with people at this level but I wouldn't have the experience or the conviction to be able to teach you how to do that, nor do you need it. But the point is, there is a different set of rules to go from six to seven figures, which I can really share with you with conviction. And I really hope you take these in and don't think that they're oversimplified. So what are the three stages? Okay, three steps to learn, three pillars to put in place. And this will not be easy. And this will not happen overnight. You know, going from zero to six figures is more about really putting tactics in place. It's me giving you a tactic you can run out and do tomorrow. It's like, hey, uh, you know, put this offer together. Hey, set a price point. Hey, choose a target market. It's basics that help you with marketing, sales, uh, and fulfillment. That's generally what's created your momentum up to this point. Now, the things you have to start building in are more over a longer term. And you have to expect this to take a bit longer. It's about putting bigger processes in place. It's about developing a mindset that some things can't be done with a quick tactic. So the first major problem we have to solve on a long-term level for you is the problem of inconsistency. You need consistent cash flow. You need consistent revenue. And for that, for most fit pros I speak to, the bottleneck to that is they don't have consistent advertising. They've probably got to 10, 15K a month by referrals, good word of mouth, because you're probably great at what you do and have tons of testimonials. Maybe you do some out local outreach, organic marketing, and maybe you dabbled in some Facebook ads here and there, or you, you boost some ads when you need clients. 
But now that's not enough. You need to create consistency and leverage. So you need what we call automated growth. And I highly, highly recommend you start implementing a solid paid advertising system. It can be Facebook. Facebook ads are great. It can be Google ads. It can be Instagram ads. It can be YouTube ads. It can be print advertising. It can be direct mail outs. There's, there's tons of paid advertising methods, not just Facebook, but you need one of them. You need to take one and master it because A, you need to know there's consistent leads coming in that you can measure and quantify. Organic marketing or referrals are great, but you can't scale them. You can't automate them. And so you need to put a paid advertising system into place, not just when you need it, but every single day. So there's a solid pipeline of leads and sales coming into the business every single day. This allows you then to have consistent cash flow and it allows you to project into the future and, and, and make some financial calculations of how your client base is going to grow month on month and what your advertising spend to achieve that is going to be. This allows you to know how you're going to grow and then when you're going to start needing like new team members or to expand your facility size and things like that. But the other cool thing that paid advertising will do is gives you massive time leverage. You need time now to work on the business, not in it. So if you tell me, for example, that you can't afford to spend 20 pounds a day on Facebook ads, but at the same time, you're spending three hours a day hustling for new leads, posting in Facebook groups, chasing up desperate clients, then you are an idiot pretty much. Okay. Because when you put 20 pounds into a Facebook ad, that's going to reach far more prospects than you ever could. It's going to go out there to thousands of people every day and it will do your job for you. Facebook does the heavy lifting for you. You also get three or four hours a day back or whatever you're spending on hustling around for leads right now. Remember, hustle gets you to six figures, but leverage gets you to seven figures. You can't hustle. A seven-figure business is 10 times bigger than a six-figure business. So you can't hustle 10 times more <laughs> because you don't have 10, 10 times more hours in the day and you definitely don't have 10 times more energy and you're already overwhelmed and burned out as it is. So you can't hustle more. What, what got you here won't get you there. So you need to start using paid advertising more. It's not even to, it's not even to pay advertising to buy the customers. It's actually to buy back your time. Because if you hustle for three hours a day to get 10 clients a month, I would rather you put money into Facebook and only get five clients a month, but actually free up all your time and energy. Because then you can go to work on step number two in this process, which is where we really now get to start working on your business and build it for the future, for scale potential. So step number two of the three pillars is going to be what we call systems and finance management. So write that down, systems and finance management. Now we're at a point, you've got leads and sales coming in from your paid advertising. You've got a bit more free time. And now it's time to start putting systems in place so that when you're ready, when the cash flow builds up and you have money to spare, you can then start outsourcing your work 
to other trainers and staff who can do those jobs. And so you want to start looking at what are the tasks that um, need to be outsourced first and therefore need to be systemized first. And most trainers get this completely wrong and they start outsourcing the wrong things. So most trainers begin actually by outsourcing. uh, They look for another coach to outsource the training sessions. But that's probably not where you should start because, look, the reason you've got where you are, the reason you've got that momentum to six figures is because you're delivering the sessions and people love you. You don't want to just quickly outsource from that. What you want to outsource first is not the tasks that you enjoy and you're good at. It's actually the opposite. You want to start by outsourcing the tasks that you hate and you suck at and also identifying which tasks need to be done but are not being done. For most of you listening to this, the tasks you would need your best off outsourcing first are going to be admin tasks, financial tracking, um, and potentially sales, right? Think about those three things. Um, or even, not even sales, maybe even client or community management, okay? So you want to start putting systems in place um, or, or uh, and the cool thing about these things is if you bring an admin or a financial person in, they're going to have their own systems. An admin with experience will know how to sort your business out. So, these are these are these are jobs you can usually hire for minimum wage because they're so uh, a commodity rather than a specialist job like a trainer who's going to charge you more because it's a specialist role admin nine out of ten people have done admin work and you can probably recruit someone from your gym membership base so you can probably find someone to come in and work and do admin help for you for a few hours a week in replace, you know, in exchange for a PT membership or something, and you'll probably find you'll have a few members in your client base who are ready to help you with that immediately. So you can actually keep your costs down and keep it in house with someone you trust. So I would get someone to come in on admin stuff, help them, um, get them to start helping you track your finances. I would also start looking for an accountant, and you know, pay an accountant 100, 200 pounds a month if you're not doing that already. And the accountant can help you sort your books out because this is this is where it comes down to systems and finance management. So you and your admin person can start work on the systems needed for the business and your financial person can help you put the finance systems into place. So you can start tracking the revenue, tracking the profits and seeing how to start budgeting for different things. So you never have a cash flow problem ever again. So that's what step two is all about, putting the systems in place and the finances in place so that soon you'll be able to hire more trainers and more gym staff and you'll know you have the means to pay them and you'll know what you can pay them and you'll know for how long you can pay them and you'll know by when you can begin to start paying them because you have your financial records and projections dialed in. Now you start having a plan of how to take the company forward. Right. And at the same time, now you've got step one, the automated growth in place, which means now revenue is coming in. The the client base is growing with the systems and the finance in place. You start quantifying all of that and we can start to see. Right. okay, now we can put a timeline together. You know, we're growing by this many clients each month. Uh, We're tracking retention so we can see on our projections that 
in three months from now, we're going to be almost at capacity in this facility. So therefore, we soon need to start looking at a second location and we need to work out um, what's the budget for that. Can we afford the budget? How much money do we need to put aside each month for that? And when do we have to make it happen? And then when we expand to a new location, uh, you know, how many new trainers are we going to need to operate both facilities or, or to operate the scale expansion, however we do it? And now you start having a very clear long-term uh, goal or vision as a company owner. And that brings us to the third step. So eventually through all of this, you'll now get to a point where you start going into mid to high six figures, you've taken on more team members, you've got more classes building up, maybe you've got two or three locations now, and now it's time to step into, into number three, which is about leadership. Leadership and emotional resilience. Now, this is a soft skill. It's not something you can apply overnight. It's something that will take a lifetime to master. When you are working on your business now, when the majority or at least half the training is taken off your hands, when marketing is being done, when sales are outsourced, when admin is in place, you have time now to work really as the company leader and as a local leader or a business ambassador. And you, you transition away from selling your product and you begin selling your vision so half your time is going to be spent on leading people internally. You're going to be leading your team members. You're going to be inspiring and leading your team to do great work and to, you know, keep the company going and to keep it spinning, keep everything working, basically. Your other half of your time will be spent being a leader externally, where you'll be going out there into the local community. You'll be getting media appearances you'll be talking to politicians, you'll be doing fundraisers, you'll be spreading the word about this powerful new system you've got that is your business because your business is running like a well-oiled machine now where it's like a factory, it's like a conveyor belt where if you can put people in who have health problems, who have confidence problems, who have struggled with anxiety and depression and they go into your gym and they come out the other side with with you know, better health, better confidence, better mindsets. You now have a system that's doing that and this company now is working for you, finally. That means you're able to go out there and sell this en masse, right? You can start stacking up different paid advertising sources. So not just Facebook ads, but then you start layering up Google ads and layering up Instagram ads and YouTube ads and you start buying up print ad space and all the local papers. You start getting featured on the radio show. You become the expert authority ambassador that is just out there every day sharing the big vision of how you're transforming lives. And you know that you can shuttle dozens and dozens and dozens of new clients every week into your business because you have the space or you have the multiple locations um, to, to serve those clients and your team are doing the majority of the work for you. That is the third stage and that really is the most challenging part. It sounds like the easy part, right? Sounds like I'm saying you just go out there and just make bags of money. <laughs> but really it's the hardest part because when you're a leader now, you've got to deal with the emotions of your team members. You're mentoring them. You, you're mentoring your entire team. 
you're turning them into leaders. Um, you know, and you've got to, you've, you've got to avoid things like company politics. You've got to balance growing the company whilst also reinvesting in your team. You've got to trust in them. Um, you've got to give them control of the business to, to a large extent and to make them feel empowered and feel responsible. And you're also going out there, you know, well, be, becoming the number one local brand of your area, which is not easy from a mental perspective, because I know a lot of fit pros you work with just have a hard time doing that. They know they're great. They know they help people. They just feel that imposter syndrome. The same way that you probably felt when you when you first sold your first coaching packages back in the day, and you thought, "Ooh, who am I to charge twenty five pounds a session?" Right? It's gonna you're gonna get the same problem at, at a different degree now when when you're going out there telling the media that you have the ultimate proven fitness solution of your region or your state or your town, but you've got to go and do it right, and you'll hit the same mindset blocks. So that's the three, in a nutshell, that's the three steps that you need to start focusing on if you're in this position right now. It's number one, automating your growth. Hustling isn't good enough. Referrals isn't good enough. Word of mouth isn't good enough. You need automated growth, some form of paid advertising that it becomes the backbone of your marketing strategy. All the organic stuff is great as icing on the cake of that. Uh, secondly, then you need to move your time into more systems and financial management and outsource the right positions first. And when that's in place and you've got a long-term plan, as you start to outsource this work, as you start to collect the finances and build more cash flow and profits, then you transition into being the leader, which means a leader internally to your staff and also a leader externally in your community and in the local media and stuff like that. And that's really what you need to work on, guys. That is the real key to take things from six to seven figures. So if you have any questions on this or you want me to expand on anything else, I'd love to help you out with it. This is actually what we mentor Fit Pros on. Our company specializes in taking local fitness businesses from low six figures up to high six or even seven figures whilst giving you financial security and more lifestyle freedom. That is what we do. It's what we specialize in. Um, you know, we are the specialists of this in the entire fit pro marketing business industry, and we do it better than anyone. And so if you'd like to learn more about that or how you can work with us or get more information on this, then reach out, drop a comment. And as always, guys, if you could share this on with any fit pros or entrepreneurs that you think would get value out of this, I'd really appreciate it. If you're listening to this right now, um, you know, take a screenshot, share on your social media, share on your Instagram or Facebook, uh, give us a shout out, give us a tag. That would be absolutely awesome. I'd appreciate it so, so, so much. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you again soon. Hope you enjoyed this one. Shoot me your comments and let's start a discussion on this. Are you a six-figure business owner looking to go to seven figures? What have been your bottlenecks? And what have you, you found as the main takeaways from today's podcast. Look forward to hearing from you guys soon. This is Justin Devonshire from the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. Have a great day and speak to you soon.